We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome, dear friends. Why do we do the Manhood Hour here on America First? Why? Well, because as we have witnessed in the last 50 days uh, in Israel or on the streets of Western capitals, there is a war for our civilization, the war of the West, Judeo-Christian civilization, and those who would seek to destroy it. Have you stopped to consider what that word civilization means in the 21st century and how it is embodied and who leads it. Here's a, an interview with a very brave representative of Western civilization on the Tucker Carlson show before he was uh, forced to go out on his own, discussing how his nation has been shaped over the centuries. Do you imagine that her son will carry on these traditions, in, in, including her defense of Protestant Christianity? I have to believe that he will maintain her traditions. Her Majesty the Queen Elizabeth II was the defender of the faith. Now, Prince Charles, or King Charles III, rather, has been on record before saying he will be defender of the faiths. And I hope that was a slip of the tongue, because we do need a Christian monarch to maintain Christian values in a Christian country. It's okay to have tolerance of people of other faiths and none. That's a British value. But Britain and England is a Christian country, first and foremost. And that is where we get our moral compass from. That's where we get our guidance from. That's where we get our values from. And that's where we get our family structure from. So it's important we maintain that throughout. I'm hoping and praying that he will do. We are a Christian nation. We are part of a Judeo-Christian civilization. What does that mean? Let's ask the man. He is a troublesome priest. He is the Reverend, the Father Calvin Robinson. As it says on his byline on Twitter, <clears throat> the anti-woke cleric, too reactionary for GB News. It's been far too long. <laughs> Greetings of the Christmas season to you, Father Robinson. Thank you, Seb. It is so good to be back. But that clip was hilarious. What a flashback. Tucker obviously got cancelled by Fox. Myself, I got cancelled by GB News. There is no centre-right broadcast media out there anymore, is there? We have to be independent like your good self. This is the only way we're able to speak the truth anymore. Well, or you could you could work for decent companies like Salem Radio that were founded to be Christian broadcasters and then went out into talk radio and who have never, ever censored me. Why? Because they understand we live in a Judeo-Christian civilization. We'll talk about what's happened to you in recent months, Calvin, which is an absolute outrage. But first things first, can I dive in? Because we, we do the Manhood Hour every Monday, and it's about the assault on classic values of masculinity, of what it means to be, you know, a warrior priest, if you will. But 
all of that has to be put into the broader context of why those virtues, why those values exist, which, of course, is the civilizational context. Let me ask you a leading question, uh, Father. Is there such a thing as Christendom today? Oh, First of all, I like that you're doing a manhood hour. This is so important because men need male role models and we need to know what it is, what it means to be a man again because we've lost all of that. But is there such a thing as Christendom? We're, we're at a crossroads right now. We are at a fork in the road and we have a decision to make. Do we want the West? Do we want Western civilization to remain Christendom or do we want it to become something else? And for the last maybe 50 years or so, we've been flirting with the idea that the West is actually about liberal democracy. Yeah. And that's that's been the core tenant of Western civilization. But that's very, very recent. Actually, it has always been Christendom. Take a look at any of our nations. America, founded on Christian values. England, founded as a Christian nation. And people will be, I can hear the trolls already. No, 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 we were a pagan country, blah, blah, blah. England, as a country, has always been Christian. Yes, there were pagans in this land before that, but we were founded on Christian principles. Our laws of the land, our common law, was founded on the Ten Commandments. And then you guys, you know, copy and pasted it and made it better with your explicit constitution. <laughs> you know, all everything that we know, love and believe came from the Christian faith because this is rooted in the truth. Jesus Christ is the truth, the way, and the life. And if we want to live a life based on truth, on beauty, on goodness, we have to direct it towards him. Another leading question. You're absolutely so right. But how did there had to be some kind of sleight of hand, some prestidigitation, whereby the quote unquote liberals managed to somehow sever magically the values they say they profess from Jesus Christ? Because there are, there is no human rights, there are no liberal values without Christianity and Jesus. I mean, you, you can't say anything is wrong without positing there's an existence of the good, which is God. And you can't say humans are different from animals. Human ha humans have rights unless they're endowed by a soul made in the image of our creator. Uh, th this is just coming to me on the spur of the moment, but I'm curious. Do you have any, any thesis, any, any supposition as to how it was that this quote-unquote liberal order managed to convince us or maybe themselves that their values are created ex nihilo out of nothing? Mm. Yes, because we made gods of ourselves. You're quite right that rights aren't from the abstract. We don't make up human rights. Rights are God-ordained. So, for example, the right to life, right? Every single human life is sacred because it's made in the image of God. In Margot Day, like he created us in his image and he gives us life and he takes away life. However, we want to be gods ourselves and therefore we dictate uh, what it means to be, well, to be alive, whether it's a quality of life issue such as, you know, the end of life and, uh, and euthanasia or whether it's when life begins in conception and the issue around pro-life versus abortion. Every single aspect from our being born to our dying is being debated by people who want to play gods themselves. And down to the very core of what it means to have a right to anything. Like I said, rights are God-ordained, but now people say, actually, no, we are dictating this as a human right. You know, the right to broadband is a human right. Where does the right to broadband come from? Where do they make these things up from? You know, the UN Convention of Human Rights, the European Convention of Human Rights, all of these things are man playing 
God in order to remove God from the situation. And we, we can talk all day about moral compasses and quite often liberals say, I don't need a God, I don't need a religion, I don't need a faith, I am a good person. That is upside down because how do you know what is good and how do you know what is not good without being told explicitly, without having a, a universal objective truth? Otherwise, anything goes, and that's universalism, and that's where we've ended up. That every, all ideas are equal, all gods are equal, all cultures are equal, and of course we know that to be untrue. And this is why the West is dying, because we've taken away that Christian foundation that the West was built upon, and you take a, a foundation away from anything, and what it stands on crumbles, and that's where we are. We've got to put that foundation back in. What do you say? So it's clear. I mean, it's a fabrication to say the founding fathers of America weren't uh, Christians or that they were deists. It's absolutely garbage that they were deists. They were all Christian men. You have to read the language of their speeches and uh, what they wrote. But your reaction to this commentary that America, for example, was founded by Christians as a nation, as a Judeo-Christian nation, wherein there's no establishment religion, unlike the UK, but the nation doesn't function unless you have Christian values. You don't have to pray to God, but for it to function, you have to have the values of our civilization. Your reaction to that, Father? So the Christian faith is based on free will. It's opposite to the Islamic faith, yes. which is based on conquering. And we believe that everyone should come to know God and come to love God through their own choice, because that's what God says. He loves us and wants us to love him in return, but he gives us the option to or not, right? We can reject him if we choose to. And this is why when America was founded, actually, I do, I do think it did have explicitly Christian tenets. You know, most of the states fr from close to you in Virginia, one of the first Anglican states, all of the all of the pretty much first states, Maryland, all of these places, uh, regions and states were founded on Christian principles. But the United States as a whole was implicitly Christian. They, yeah. they expected everyone to worship the Christian God. However, they left the freedom of worship there so that people could choose not to. I don't think what the founding fathers had in mind were these hostile foreign uh, religions coming uh, into into the West and taking over. Yeah, yeah. If you want to understand, for example, the difference between uh, Christianity and uh, Islam, for example, the identity of God in Islam, it's very different. You don't have a relationship with him. He is not limited by being the truth, being the good, and it is a religion of obedience and nothing else. Not for us. We are in a relationship with our creator and his son who guaranteed for us eternal life. We're talking to Father Calvin Robinson, priest with the Nordic Catholic Church. You can follow him right now, and I strongly suggest you do so, at Calvin Robinson and also at his Substack. I've heard somebody told me he's going to be working on a book imminently, but in the meantime, subscribe to him on calvinrobinson.substack.com. That's calvinrobinson.substack.com. I'm Sebastian Gorka. It is the manhood coming, manhood hour coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. If you enjoy the deep dive with the real experts, the true newsmakers like Father Robinson, make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just plug in my name, Sebastian Gorka, America First. Leave us a five-star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you support my former boss and want him back in the White House, it's up to us. Put this yard sign in front of your home wear this t-shirt drink your beverage from this mug it says trump 2024 with his booking photograph sebgorkastore.com that's sebgorkastore.com 
Threats to our financial freedom and stability are growing. China, Russia, India, Brazil, and Saudi Arabia are conducting international trade in local currencies, not the U.S. dollar. Rising interest rates and bad loans are exposing the banking system and causing failures. The Biden administration sends hundreds of billions abroad while depleting our strategic oil reserves and ignoring crumbling infrastructure. However, the biggest financial threat may be coming from within. Central bank digital currency is real. Patents have been filed and the big banks have released plans for implementation. The vets at Midas Gold Group see tyrannical implications. The end of cash? The end of financial privacy? Big government able to see your every purchase? Could there be ties to a social credit system? You can own private currency. Gold and silver. Get free silver just for asking Midas Gold Group how you can use your retirement to own physical gold. Call Midas Gold Group today at 855-322-GOLD. That's 855-322-4653. MidasGoldGroup.com. The antidote to fake news, America first. Less than a month till we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior here on earth. How did that happen? My wife is already asking me to get a Christmas tree. It's like, that's not the European tradition, my dear. It arrives magically on Christmas Eve. And baby Jesus helps to decorate it while the kids are out of the house. That's what you do in Hungary. It's what you do all over Central Europe guess it's different here in America. Have you thought about what Christmas also means beyond celebration about giving thanks for the year and perhaps helping others? Can I suggest something to you? There's an amazing program from the late Chuck Colson where you can help those young boys and girls across America who have a mother or father incarcerated this Christmas. These are children who are incredibly vulnerable. There's over a million of them. More than 60% will end up imprison themselves. They feel guilty for the crimes of their parents, and they feel unloved and alone. You can make a difference by making a donation to the Prison Fellowship Angel Tree campaign and changing the life of little boys and girls like Joseph. Let's have a little listen. I will write to my dad about what it what happened. And one Christmas gift I got from Angel Tree was a drawing pad. That was my favorite I got. I also got paint and colored pencils. I knew he knew what I wanted, and he got the right thing. My name's Joseph, and I love Angel Tree. Just $25 donated to Angel Tree will secure a Christmas present for one of these children, a message of love from their incarcerated parent and a children's Bible. Make a difference today. $125 is five children who will feel just a little bit more love this Christmas. $250, if you can afford that, is 10 children who will feel just a little bit safer. It's easy to donate. It's tax deductible. The number is 888-206-2794. Or just go to our website, sebgorka.com, and click on the Angel Tree banner. That number is 888-206-2794. Or just go to Angel Tree, uh, the banner for Angel Tree at sebgorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, sebgorka.com. Uh, Father, I asked this question of all of our guests on the Manhood Hour. Uh, because there are lots of different ways to answer this question. But when we look at the assault on our civilization, when we look at the assault on manly virtues, 
There are so many different vectors and origins of that ideological assault, whether it's the media, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's the colleges. If you had to pick one amongst those that was the most diabolical, the most pervasive, the most pernicious, what, what is the one that has to be dealt with first in terms of its utter corrosive assault on our civilization? I would think it's education. Yeah. I would think we've seen what the woke lot are doing in that they're indoctrinating an entire generation into believing a set of values that are antithesis to Western values, to Christian values. They're teaching self-hatred. They're teaching division. And they're teaching ideas such as masculinity is toxic when we know that we need masculinity. What we should be teaching is that a young boy develops into a man. And that when a boy becomes a man, he has to have certain values to live by. He has to understand that it's a man's role to provide and to protect uh, because women are the fairer sex. That's not to say men are better or, or worse than women. That's just to say we're different, that men are physically stronger, more athletic, faster, and women tend to be more nurturing, more emotionally intelligent, and, of course, childbearing. And that's the greatest vocation there is in, in the world. So men's role is to protect childbearers. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. So we should be teaching our young people a sense of duty, a sense of service, a sense of obligation, that our first commitment is to God and then to our family and then to our community and then to our nation. Not to say, oh, we don't like our nation because we are former colonialists or oppressors or we don't like our community because it's not diverse enough. It's the exact opposite of what we should be doing. We need to, instead of letting these young people be indoctrinated against us, we need to teach them how to love what we have created here in Christendom. When... Um... I think back to my childhood in England. I, I was a cradle Catholic. I went to a Catholic school, but of course I was surrounded by Anglicans. And um, there was nothing obviously fragile uh, to me in the Anglican Church. But today it seems the Church of England is, is moribund, if not you know, in the ground. And I remember this interview with, with a female bishop from the Church of England about six years ago. And the BBC reporter was saying to her, well, um, there is a problem, is there not, with, with attendance uh, in your churches across the UK? <laughs> and with a straight face, this quote-unquote bishop, this female bishop said, yes, well, well, you do find that the, the more educated parishioners, because they are more educated, tend to have less children. She was celebrating smart people creating the death of her faith structure, what what happened to faith in in the UK? Can, can you? I mean, there's no better person to ask than you. What happened in you know the the forty years since I was a child growing up in West London? Yeah, we lost it. We we found faith in something else, and it is faith in liberalism. It is faith in liberal democracy. And again, we make an idol of these things when we shouldn't. This this idea, the Christian thing, the Christian message is to go forth and multiply. It's to have children, to start families for the greater glory of God. That's our very purpose in, in living, the praise and worship of God. He wants us to have more children, uh, to be in communion with him. The, this new modern idea that we shouldn't have any children because it's bad for the environment or we can't afford it or whatever, everything else should come after that. Of course we should be having families. You know, we just had uh, on Sunday just gone, as, as we record this, we've just had the Feast of Christ the King, uh, which is 
a great uh, day for celebrating manhood. It's this idea that to be a king is not about earthly authority. It's not about power. It's not about politics. It's about servant leadership. And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ taught us how to lead by example, how to be a good father, how to be a good man. These are the messages the Christian faith should be passing on. Be strong, be a provider, be a protector, be a patriarch to your family, your community, and your nation. And don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Uh, You're a priest of the Nordic Catholic Church. Um, Are there any little rays of sunshine if 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 the c o v if the Church of England is collapsing, are we seeing any recrudescence of faith in the u k it's difficult because the Church of England has a stronghold on faith out here it's almost got a monopoly it's obviously part of the establishment being the established state church, so it's got its tendrils and everything from our judiciary to our legislative to everything in our country, even our military so it's difficult. But once the Church of England dies, and it is dying, yeah. once it dies, I think the Christian faith will thrive. The Catholics, uh, the, the, the non-denominational Protestants, even the Anglicans outside of the Church of England will grow in their faith and grow in number once the Church of England stops prancing around with its liberal ways. <laughs> yeah, I've met some high Anglicans who are, they may as well be Catholics and they are hardcore and they're good guys and gals. We're talking to a Father Calvin Robinson. Follow him right now on social media at Calvin Robinson of the Nordic Catholic Church and also his Substack. Subscribe right now, Calvin Robinson, one word, dot substack.com. And don't forget to follow us for all the latest breaking news updates on all the usual social media platforms. Just look for Seb Gorka or Sebastian Gorka on Truth Social, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Parler, Getter, Telegram. You can watch us on your Roku, your Fire Stick device, or just get the Salem News Channel app, or go to salemnewschannel.com. And don't forget my Substack with exclusive content by me and direct access to me at sebastiangorka.substack.com. That's my whole name, is one word, sebastiangorka.substack.com. You're listening to the Manhood Hour. We'll be back with our special guest, Father Calvin Robinson, after these messages. Stay on this channel. Whether it's the regular Hellcat or whether it's the compensated RDP with that miniature red dot, I love them all. How did it take so long to invent a factory compensated subcompact 9mm? Well, guess what? Springfield did it. And I'm a huge fan. And I'm Sebastian Gorka. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory is still the smallest, highest capacity micro compact in the world. Available in standard or optics ready configurations. The class leading capacity of the Hellcat gives you 11 plus one with the standard magazine. And 13 plus one with the included extended mag. The definitive concealed carry pistol is here. The Hellcat from Springfield Armory gives you the capacity to defend. America first. Magnificent. What's one of the most important things in life? If you take care of yourself, do a little bit of exercise, eat well. A good night's sleep. Seriously, my son was explaining. He's a very good uh, pre-med student and saying that if you don't have a good night's sleep, it's the equivalent to being over the alcohol drug 
limit when you're driving a car. That's how much it degrades the functioning of your body. How do you get a good night's sleep? Well, one way is to do what I do. Every night I lay my head on one of Mike Lindell's My Pillows, the only pillow that never gets hot, never loses shape. He sold 81 million of them. Yes, they are that good. He's celebrating 20 years of the My Pillow with an amazing deal on the queen size. But did you know that he's got more than 200 other items at his website, all made by Americans here in America for you? If you use my name, you'll get up to 66% off a call to today 800-829-8468 that's 800-829-8468 but you've got to use the secret code mypillow.com promo code gorka get some christmas gifts or just treat yourself mypillow.com promo code g-o-r-k-a all right we are back with uh, father calvin robinson a good friend of mine uh, from the nordic catholic church you can follow him at calvin robinson calvin um can i just get some theology out of the way i need i need some help because <laughs> i i've been known for my rather pugilistic nature on media and and uh, my son challenges me who's a very good guy catholic uh, you know conservative but he says dad stop being so combative and I say, why? And he says, well, well, Jesus was a kind of peaceful individual. And I said, well, not really. I mean, you look at what he did to the money changers in the temple. And my son says, but that's the only example you ever give up. You give is the, the money changers. <laughs> and in this age where we need more virtuous, brave, courageous Christians, help me out by example from our Lord and Savior. What can I say to my son, Father Calvin? Well, he came to not bring peace, but to bring a sword. Christ came to st- to shake things up. He didn't come to be meek and mild. And people paint him as this kind of quietly winsome guy. But where he saw wrong, he rebuked. Quite often in the Bible, when he meets someone new, he rebukes them first and foremost in love. And that's what people should be doing in love. That's giving the truth. And these days, we want to keep the truth within. We want to be quiet about it because we're embarrassed about it or we don't want to upset anyone. We don't want to cause offense or or be controversial but actually we're not called to be quiet we are called to loudly proclaim the truth and actually jesus christ said you know if you don't own a sword go and sell your garments and get yourself a sword he's saying get yourself armored up be ready because this is a spiritual war that we are engaged in so uh, how, how do we strike the balance how do we communicate because it is you know love thy neighbor on the one hand and buy a sword how how do we differentiate or know when to do which part of that? Uh, as a Christian, uh, show the other cheek can't be the rule forever because then what we're fighting for is just trampled into the dust. So can you give us some, some advice in an age where cancel culture is real, where those who wish to destroy our civilization are riding roughshod over our national institutions – what what do what what image do we keep before us that's a good question uh that phrase love thy neighbor is often abused by people who aren't christian or people that are liberal christians because it's a way to silence us it's a way to say well you, you know let your neighbor get on with whatever they're getting on with because you've got to love them and it's a very modern context of what the word love means love in the bible comes from the word agape it's a self-sacrificial relationship it's willing the good of the other it's not about what i want it's not about my personal desires it's not about lust or or passion and it's certainly not about affirming sin true love in the christian sense means leading souls to christ because christ offers us eternal salvation 
therefore if you love someone you want them to live forever you don't want them to go to hell right so therefore you want them to repent of their sins and have faith in christ and, and follow his example and that means if you see something that is wrong or wicked or evil your job is to rebuke it and to provide the truth that is love love is not being quiet love is not hiding away love is standing up standing firm in the faith and being a true soldier for christ and don't don't let these weak wet liberals tell you otherwise because they want to silence christ they want to silence us in christ and our job is to be him on earth is to be his voice to be his body quite literally his church on earth yeah let's um once and for all, let's divest ourselves of this uh, image, the, uh, you know, Jesus Christ superstar, hippie kind of individual. That's, that's not who this person was. He spoke very tough words, loving words, but tough words to his disciples, to the woman at the well. And then he did say, sell everything you have to buy a sword. Th- this is the reality of our faith. It's not about being trampled on. It's about having the courage to stand up for those values. We're talking to Father Calvin Robinson of the Nordic Catholic Church. You can follow him, uh, his writings at calvinrobinson.substack.com. We are broadcasting to you from the relieffactor.com studios, just outside the insalubrious fetid rank Lodra Swamp that is Washington, D.C. Do you know anybody who suffers every day from pain? My mother did for more than 25 years. It can distort everything about that person, how they think about the future, how they relate to their loved ones. If you know somebody like that, or if you are that person, please, can I suggest something to you? If you fail to find relief in the normal fashion, try Relief Factor. This product, which is 100% drug-free, is liberating more than a million Americans from their daily pain, me included. Yes, I had a lower back pain issue that plagued me for nine years, almost a decade. I took Relief Factor two weeks later. I was pain-free, and I'm still pain-free more than four and a half years later. That should be you. Find out today there's only one way, but it's super easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you, like it works for me and a million of your fellow Americans. Call right now. 1-800-4-RELIEF-RELIEF-FACTOR.COM. That's 1-800-473-5433. ReliefFactor.COM. On this My Pillows 20-year anniversary with over 80 million My Pillows sold, Mike Lindell wants to thank you by giving you the lowest price in history on their My Pillows. You will receive a queen size my pillow for just 19.98 regular price 69.98 and just $10 more for a king size you will receive deep discounts on all my pillow products such as bed sheets mattress toppers pet beds mattresses my slippers and so much more this is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on go to mypillow.com click on the radio podcast square and use promo code gorka to receive this amazing offer on the queen size my pillow for 19.98 or call 800 this offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code G-O-R-K-A, or call 800-829-8468 today. MyPillow.com, code Gorka. I know Sebastian well. Listen to him. He's with us. Thank you, Mr. President. We need that new liner, Alex. Get busy. I love that new liner we recorded with the president a week ago uh, today in Mar-a-Lago. How was your Thanksgiving? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Be honest. 
How many um, slices of pecan pie did you have? Maybe just one too many. If it was hard to uh, <clears throat> put your belt on to the usual notch this morning, I may have some advice for you. Or just if you're carrying a little bit of spare luggage, extra baggage that you shouldn't be, there's a program for you. Dr. Ashley Lucas and her amazing team at My PhD Weight Loss helped me lose 42 pounds in just a matter of months. No stupid pills to pop, no calorie counting. No starvation diet, just a system that lets you eat five times a day and burns the fat. If I can do it, anyone can. You know me, I've got a wicked sweet tooth. I love my fried food. Just the before and after pictures on myphdweightloss.com tell you everything you need to know. Call today, 864-644-1900 or go to myphdweightloss.com. If I can do it, anyone can. 864-644-1900. Praying silently in public is a crime? Not possible. Maybe if uh, you're a Christian in I don't know what Islamabad, but in England, just listen to this cut. It's all very political, though, is the problem. I think they want to keep it that way. I think they like it as a grey area so they can continue fining people and arresting people and accusing us of intimidation for praying within the vicinity of one of these awful abortion centers. Whilst we know it's them, they are the ones who are intimidating. The government needs to provide some clarity and some guidance so that the police forces know that silent prayer is not a criminal act and never can be a criminal act. Suella Braveman, to her credit, did announce recently words to that effect. But the the police forces need proper guidance to follow. Otherwise, they will keep arresting people. Um, We can continue to petition that, but also these buffer zones should not exist in the first place. Swilla Braverman, uh, the cabinet member who is uh, no longer a cabinet member. How did this happen? Let's find out more from our good friend, Father Calvin Robertson. Uh, Father Robinson, what what is the story there? And what is the connection to what happened to you recently with your employer? You know, in an age where people can't pray silently in public or where you see, what was it, between 300,000 and 500,000 people on the streets of London uh, baying chants like from the river to the sea in support of Hamas. Now more than ever, free speech should be should be vouched safe, should be supported, should be platformed. And, and wasn't your former employer, GB News, meant to be that place, that broadcasting platform for freedom of speech where nobody would be cancelled, Father? <laughs> well, it was supposed to be, yes. We don't have free speech in the UK. We have a government, a government arm's-length body called Ofcom, which regulates all speech on broadcast media, and it's quite left-leaning. But most of the broadcast media platforms are quite left-leaning too, I thought GB News was a bit different. Turns out it wasn't. But the, gr- the greater problem here is that there is no voice for the silent majority and that we have a two-tiered policing state system in that the video we're seeing on screen now, we have these terrorist sympathizers, these Hamas supporters, these people who are saying that Hitler was right on the streets of London, and they're fine. However, if you go out into London and you are pro-Israel, you can get arrested. Tommy Robinson got arrested just this past few days. Um, I think he just got released from prison as we record this because he went out to a pro-Israel lobby and the government and the police said, well, we don't want you here. This is what's going on. You mentioned in the the clip 
uh, well, there's a clip of me speaking that a woman got arrested for silently praying in her head. A lovely woman, Christian woman called Isabel Vaughn Spruce. She was within the vicinity of a closed abortion center and the police officer came up to her. The, the footage is all out there. came up to her and said, are you protesting? She said, no. This, the police officer said, are you praying for unborn children? She said no. Hang, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what, the, <laughs> what the hell right is it of a police officer to ask? I mean, not even George Orwell had people asking, "What are you praying for?" It's absolutely shocking. But she said, "I might be praying silently in my head," and they arrested her because it's now illegal to pray within the vicinity of one of these evil abortion centers because killing unborn children is more important than someone's freedom of expression and freedom of worship and freedom of thought, for goodness sake. We literally have the thought police. This two-tiered state policing system is getting so bad that if you're on the wrong side politically, you can be arrested for something that the other side would never, ever be arrested for. If you are an Islamist, if you are a terrorist sympathizer, if you're left-wing, you're fine. If you are a Christian, you are part of the problem and you are bundled away and arrested or fined or charged. I don't know what this country is coming to, in all honesty, but we certainly do not have freedom of speech, freedom of worship or freedom of expression. But, but a few years ago, across the socioeconomic divide, left and right, you had 17.5 million uh, Brits say, you know, no to communism, no to socialism, get us out of the EU. So clearly there, there's, you know, a common sense patriotism still under the surface. Is there no pushback against this Orwellian state that's been created? Oh, that's the biggest divide. So the, the common folk, the ordinary British people, are very much still conservative, still generally Christian, at least culturally, if not fully faithfully. But it's the elite, it's the establishment that is different. And they have not forgiven us for, for voting, as you mentioned there, for Brexit. We voted for our sovereignty. We voted to control our own borders. We voted so that we would be able to elect the politicians creating the laws of our land rather than being ruled from a foreign land. These are all quite reasonable reasons to vote for something. But the establishment have, will never forgive us because they wanted us to remain a part of the, the gravy train of the European Union, this federalist system that is quite quite totalitarian, to be honest with you. And they should have gotten over it. If they looked at what happened over COVID, you know, the situation in Europe was terrible compared to in the United Kingdom. That independence gave us a lot of leeway, but they will not look at it in the big picture. And all they see is short-term financial gain or loss on their side, because that's all the establishment seems to care about these days, not the ordinary voters. But in return to your question, is there any pushback? We're getting there. The pendulum is swinging back, but it I'm worried it might go too far. Well, that, that's always the danger when you try and suppress reasonable people with reasonable expectations for too long. Then, you know, the, the pressure cooker effect uh, often uh, comes into play. Uh, we're talking to one of the brave truth tellers, Father Calvin Robinson of the Nordic Catholic Church. You can follow his Substack at calvinrobinson.substack.com or on Twitter at Calvin Robinson. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is the Manhood Hour coming to you from the relieffactor.com studios. Pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain that assaults the source of the pain, which is the inflammation, on four separate pathways through its 100% drug-free ingredients like resveratrol, like curcumin, like omega-3s, that make the inflammation less and thus stifle the pain. It's not just people like me. It's more than a million Americans, including Debron from Massachusetts. Listen to her story. I just started taking Relief Factor four days ago. My hip pain is gone. I had a horrible time sleeping because of the pain. I absolutely love how I am feeling. 
Thank you, Relief Factor. That should be you. That could be you. Find out today there's only one way, but it's very easy. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening, just like I do. And I promise you, Dr. G's guarantee. By the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Debron, and more than a million of your fellow Americans. Call right now, 1-800-4-RELIEF, relieffactor.com. That's 1-800-473-5433, relieffactor.com. Dr. G is ready for anything on America First. Did you miss our cruise to the Holy Land last December? 350 of you, our dear listeners, joined us. If you wanted to come but couldn't or missed out, don't worry. We've got our next trip all lined up. It is the Patriots Alaska cruise next summer, June 29th through July 6th. We're going to just wonder at the awe-inspiring majesty of Alaska. I've never been there. And we're going to get to know each other. I'm going to give you briefings on the geopolitics of the world under Biden and what it's going to take to take back our republic. I'm traveling with my wife, Katie, with our warrior princess, Jennifer Horn from Los Angeles, and maybe another surprise guest. Find out more and book your places for the Patriots Alaska Cruise at SebGorka.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A, SebGorka.com. Book today. And if you stand with the president and our brothers and sisters in Israel, it's the most popular item we've ever put on the website. It is the photograph of the former president, God willing, if we do our part, the future president standing at the temple wall in Jerusalem with a very simple phrase in English and Hebrew, our fight. Get yours today. It is a civilizational war at sebgorkastore.com. That's S-E-B-G-O-R-K-A store.com. Calvin, last thing I'd like uh, to ask you to do is to send a little message to the three and a half million people listening right now. Uh, I've never been on a show like yours. I I was one of the last guests before GB News uh, stupidly canceled you. And to have a show where you would pray with the viewers, it was quite stunning and and re- energized my faith in our capacity to take back our civilization. What would you say to those out there who've given up on the West and who feel cowed by those who hate everything that you stand for? Oh, that's a very good question. I'd say there's two things to that, two sides to that. One is that we can have hope, but our hope isn't in defeating the liberals. Our hope isn't in retaining Western civilization. Our hope is in life eternal, uh, the eternal life to come. That's what Jesus Christ offers us. He offers us eternal salvation if we repent of our sins and have faith in him. So that's hope that we can look forward to. However, we still do have a battle here in this earthly plane, and that means that we can restore Christendom. We can restore the West's faith in Christ to, to bring it back to its true glory in Christ. That's the only way it will survive. We cannot look for a new enlightenment. We cannot look to science. We cannot look to reason. We certainly cannot look to liberal democracy. We have to look to Christ. If we put him back at the center, if we focus on him and put him back into Western civilization, we can create Christendom again. If not, it will fall. But that's okay because that- societies and empires rise and fall. 
but we none, have something better to come. None of that Benedict option, none of that hiding out in your monastery or your forest. That's garbage! We've got to save Christendom and save it around the model who is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God bless you, Father Calvin Robinson. Follow him at calvinrobinson.substack.com and on social media at Calvin Robinson. So much to discuss. We'll get you the next time. You've been listening to the manhood hour. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, keep your head on a swivel. Watch your six. Hold the line. Never give up. Never give in. And stay frosty. forth upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. The world will little note or long remember what we say here, but it can never forget what they did here. What your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. I can hear you, the rest of the world hears you, and the people... This is America First with Sebastian Gorka. I cannot prove what I'm about to say, but I believe one of the reasons why Hamas struck when they did was they knew that I was working very closely with the Saudis and others in the region to bring peace to the region by having recognition of Israel and Israel's right to exist. What kind of human being does that? Put politics aside for a second. Greetings, dear friends. I'm Sebastian Gorka. This is America First. 1,400 human beings, innocent men, women, children, infants, were slaughtered just over 50 days ago. And Joe Biden tries to make it about himself. What kind of dark-hearted pervert does that? We, in the prior administration, brought peace to the Middle East. Four nations signed peace accords with Israel, which was deemed impossible. We were told no one could do it. Well, we did. Thanks to Jared Kushner, thanks to David Friedman, our ambassador, to Jason Greenblatt, and, of course, most importantly, thanks to President Trump. And now Biden's saying the October 7th attacks occurred because he, he was about to broker peace. Narcissism. Narcissism just doesn't cover that word, that behavior, does it? But this isn't just about one man. It's about the left's egotism and actually their anti-Semitism. There's a program called The View, 
where I guess there's one nominal conservative who raises a very simple question about the last 50 days. And the response from Whoopi Goldberg is quite shocking, but quite indicative of what the left has become. What is that question? Let's take a listen. I am still devastated. We're two months since this war has been underway by the silence from women's group in this country about the rape being used as an act of war in this attack. Yeah. The fact that sexual violence was used against Israeli women in the major women's groups in this country have not come out and denounced it. This weekend, Sheryl Sandberg put out a gripping video calling for it. That violates every rule of, wa- of warfare. It is the height of immorality and the fact that the United Nations en- uh, Entity for Gender Equality and Women Empowerment has been silent. The UN Committee on elimination of discrimination against women has been silent, and the international Me Too movement has perhaps, had a thing. Perhaps the reason they've been silenced is for the same reason that you just described. They don't Hopefully. want to exacerbate. Well, they don't want to exacerbate. The left was quiet because they don't want to make it worse. So why didn't they shut up during the Me Too movement? So raping women for, you know, purposes of your profession or getting promoted... You shouldn't talk out about that either. You sicken me. You sicken all normal human beings. What are we talking about? What happened 50 days ago? It was a new genocide. Children targeted. Young women raped and then murdered. And people are celebrating some hostages getting released. What about what happened on October the 7th? Do you remember what we said after the Holocaust? Never again. Never again was the cry of Jews and their friends to something that was different. There have been, there've been Holocausts and genocides before, from Genghis Khan to the Armenians slaughtered at the hands of the Turks at the beginning of the last century. But this time it was different. Why? Because it was in the context of a global conflict, World War II, where every nation was somehow involved, where the world was split between the Axis and the Allies. And not only that, it was the age of modern media. It was the age of instant Telegraphic communications, the radio, the Pathé newsreels, and God bless future president and then supreme commander of Allied forces, Dwight D. Eisenhower, who said the following. What did he say at the end of hostilities as the National Socialist Workers' Party of Germany was crushed? Let me read to you what he said when he was in the death camps that he and his soldiers, his GIs, had liberated. Get it all on record now. Get the films. Get the witnesses. Because somewhere down the road of history, some bastard will get up and say that this never happened. That's Eisenhower. Eisenhower said that in 1945. Now, those bastards are still with us. They're ripping down the posters of the hostages, ripping down the posters of the children. Some children who were released at the weekend, their brothers, their siblings are still being kept. And the left is saying, oh, Hamas, so lovely. Oh, I guess uh, keeping the other sibling is fine. Or maybe they're already dead. 
We have people on the streets of Western capitals chanting gas the Jews. We have half a million on the streets of London. We have people on the streets of New York, people who are breaking down the front gate of the White House, daubing it in red paint to symbolize blood, who are actually not talking about the blood of the innocents, but who are on the side of Hamas. Why did Eisenhower do what he did? Let's go back and listen to his words as he's walking through the death camps. General Eisenhower said the following. I visited every nook and cranny of the camp because I felt it my duty to be in a position from then on to testify at first hand about these things. In case there ever grew up at home the belief or the assumption that the stories of Nazi brutality were just propaganda. It seems that that was not enough. How many will need to be killed for never again to actually mean never again? It seems, tragically, that 1,400 is not enough. Six million sixty years ago, over a thousand fifty days ago, is somehow not enough. But the left is on the side of the killers, and the current man in the White House thinks it's all about him. Choose a side and choose wisely because there's only one side that represents Western civilization. The other wishes to destroy that civilization or is complicit either as useful idiots or in fact fellow propagandists of those that want to see you and your family enslaved or dead. You're listening to America First. We have an amazing guest for you today on the Manhood Hour. Never miss any of our deep dive long form interviews with the real experts, the true newsmakers. Subscribe to whichever podcast platform you prefer. Just look for Seb Gork or Sebastian Gork to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Salem Podcast Network. Leave us a five star review. Share the links with your friends. And if you wish there to be stability in the world again, if you wish the man who brought us peace in the Middle East to be commander-in-chief again, stand with him. We've put his booking photograph from Atlanta on a yard sign, on a T-shirt, on a coffee mug with a very simple phrase. Seb. <clears throat> the phrase is Trump 2024, and they're all available at sebgorkastore.com. Stand with the man. Who knows what it means to lead? S E B G O R K A store.com, Sebgorkastore.com. We'll be back after these messages. Mm-hmm. 